You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she wants her soup, damn it. I really do. I got a grilled cheese maker for $4, so I really want to oh, use shit. my grilled cheese maker. Dude, What's a grilled cool. cheese What's maker? What's my homemade soup? That's what I'm wondering. A grilled cheese maker is a delightful one-use cooking implement that's kind of like a waffle iron. It has ceramic plates, and there are two squares with a strip of ceramic or whatever it is to cut the squares into triangles. Hmm. It's basically like a grilled cheese-shaped panini press, and it makes the most delicious, crispy, perfect little pockets of cheesy, bready goodness. Hmm. And I had one in college, and it made hundreds of grilled cheeses, (laughs) and then... My ex dropped it in our first kitchen in Chicago. <laughs> and so now and I got one for $4 him. at Goodwill. That's a steal. Yay. So it's totally. basically a panini press? Yep, but it just makes the most perfect grilled cheese. But I don't need a freaking panini press. I need a grilled cheese. What's the difference? Hmm. You said grilled cheese it's, shaped. It's just better. Paninis aren't shaped like grilled cheese? No, because paninis in my head are kind of oblong. Like, they're more circular, like the ones at... Uh, yeah, like, you use different shaped bread. Like, I'm using square bread, like okay. traditional sandwich bread. Okay. I gotta also, get I don't need, like, if I'm going to have any meat in my sandwich, it's not going to be... I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> okay. I remember I Do made thing. paninis in Minnesota. It's just we mm-hmm. use different circular bread i suppose but there was no press to it mm-hmm. it was just okay i guess i get what you're saying it was a warm sandwich <laughs> is what you need well i mean i can make grilled cheese it's just i use you know texas toast and you know a flat pan here's the thing is i don't i like my grilled cheese to be smashed oh gotcha yeah okay that makes sense because you said you said waffle iron i'm like that makes sense because you need something to shape the waffles, but I mean, with a grilled cheese sandwich, you just you know flip, grill, flip, grill, cut. But I guess you know you need something to weigh it down. But okay, that's. I'm not interested in your judgment. I mean, I was just confused. You're just like, you meant waffle grilled cheese maker, and yeah. I thought it sounded cool as hell. I want one. Troy, you've used my grilled cheese maker before. Have I? In college? I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I just don't remember it. Okay. Yeah. I used it for, like, Relay for Life stuff, and I used it for Clark Hall stuff. I think there was a Harry Potter event once where I made a shit ton of grilled cheese. I think I used it for SAI stuff, too. Didn't you make grilled cheese and butterbeer? Yeah. Okay, I think I remember that. We are now 15 minutes into recording, and <laughs> no, we kind of have a cold story. open that has something to do with hemorrhoids and uh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. <laughs> and uh, grilled cheese. So let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Disney Versus, the only podcast sponsored by our friends on the other side. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. And I'm Heather. 
Today we are talking about villains. Halloween's in a couple of days, and we're about to get evil with this. Woo. This is the part where somebody's supposed to maniacally laugh. I don't have one. Heather, maniacally laugh for us. Uh, what kind of maniacal laugh? Like, <laughs> like that? Or... <laughs> I think that's maniacal enough. That yeah, was great. Or do you just want like a crazy one that's just kind of like... <laughs> or something. Like, I don't even know. That's a good cackle. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. I could try to mimic... I could mimic, try to mimic Jafar. Oh, Jesus. What, did he, what does he do? Oh, no, it's basically my first one. Never mind. Yeah. Actually, it was a combination of your first and your second, so I'll take both. Him and Iago. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I wish to be an all-powerful genie. Yes. The power. (laughs) Grace, are you sick? Always. Always around this time. It's November and December. Sorry, it's not November. Yet. October. I always get it. I always get sick in October. You always get sick right before your birthday too. Yep. Also happens to be when region tryouts are in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the World yep. Series is going on. Go Strohs. Yeah. Before we get into villains and all things evil, we have some sad news. A couple days ago, Robert Guillaume passed away at the age of eighty-nine. He was the voice of Rafiki in The Lion King, The Lion King 2, and The Lion King 1 and a half. Definitely my favorite character growing up. Because really? Yeah. Because he was the Kung Fu monkey at the end of the movie. Hmm. Looking at it now, he's kind of like the Yoda of The Lion King. Yeah. And Simba is uh, Luke, I guess. Because Yoda was at Luke's birth and etc. Yeah, now I'm just going to... I will not get Star Wars nerdy right now. But you guys get my point. Rafiki was Mm -hmm, Yoda. Yeah. Rest in peace, Robert Dione. Okay. On to the villains. What makes a good villain? I think... uh, We've talked about it before. A lot of our favorite villains have charisma. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we hate them, but we love them at the same time. Like Jafar, for, for instance. For, for instance like Jafar for instance mm-hmm. he's snarky he's sinister but he's kind of I'm not gonna say charming but he's funny yeah mm-hmm. I think um a good laugh helps like a good sinister mm-hmm. cackle one better he... than my previous two yeah um <laughs> a good cackle good makeup is a solid win if you're a woman. I was looking through, Tori made a list of our bracket and their corresponding villains and minions. Thank you, Tori. Mm -hmm. And um, I was looking through and there are a couple things that kind of stick out to me. My favorite villains are women, are kind of these badass boss bitch ladies. Hey. Um, and then also these characters either tend to be very smart and witty or they tend to be pretty dumb. And I think when we get into talking about antagonists versus villains, I think there might be a correlation, but we'll have to kind of look at it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm thinking about Captain Hook, for example. Like, Captain Hook is not a particularly smart person, and I'm not sure you would call him a villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's Peter Pan's antagonist. But someone like Maleficent is mm-hmm. very smart and manipulative, and she's definitely a villain, not an antagonist. Mm-hmm. Heather, what do you think? What makes a good villain for you? I mean, honestly, whatever, like, everything that Grace was saying, like, they have to kind of, like, be able to own up to their stuff. Um, One thing that I would change maybe is um, with Captain Hook. I think, like, if they have intent to kill, then then that can make them a villain. Because that's all they wanted to do was kill Peter Pan, you know, and so that's just... (laughs) (laughs) So, like, intent to kill really, like, spooky... Like background music or um, just background music that's kind of like in minor or really aggressive mm-hmm. or all of the above. So I looked up the definition of villain and the definition of antagonist. For villain, a villain is a character whose evil actions or motives are important to the plot. Mm. An antagonist, a person who actively opposes or is hostile to someone or something, an adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, synonyms are adversary, opponent, enemy, foe, rival, competitor. They're kind of the same thing, but I feel like, like Heather said, the evil factor of an antagonist is what makes an antagonist a villain. Yeah. I don't know that uh, Hook qualifies, though. Yeah, if with, with those standards, Hook wouldn't qualify because he doesn't really further the plot because Wendy and her brothers do that you know uh-huh. throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. um and he's just kind of there as like a side character that wants to just kind of kill peter pan and stuff yeah <clears throat> the only and really the only way that he furthers the plot is by giving them the boat and by giving i mean he's been chased off mm-hmm. yeah by a crocodile <laughs> yeah you know I'm... so yeah he would be more of an antagonist than a villain in that sense mm-hmm. uh-huh and I like that Grace said rival because when I think of antagonist as opposed to villain I think of an antagonist as a rival uh-huh. Like, um, yeah, enemy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Randall in Monsters Inc. before he gets all uh-huh. homicidal at the end. I feel like Randall yeah. is an antagonist to Sully, and then he kind of makes the shift mm-hmm. over to villain when Boo gets involved. Yeah, so. I could see that because that's when because that's when he's needed to further said plot because he's taken one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah. but so I can see that. Grace is right. Maleficent, straight villain. Beginning oh, yeah. to end. Through the whole thing. Yeah. Wouldn't have a movie without. <laughs> it would just be some bitch, like, falling asleep every once in a while. Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some of these uh, these evil peoples. Need to pull up my list. Grace, Grace you want to start us off? Yeah. I I kind of, I didn't quite make a top five. But I started going through the list and writing down, like, people I definitely consider to be some of the most iconic villains. And for me, Maleficent is one. Scar is one. Ursula. Oogie Boogie. Mm -hmm. Cruella. Jafar. And Frollo. And also Hades. Mm -hmm. I thought you would have said Hades first. Well, after Maleficent. Well, I I love Hades. Um, he's, he is a villain, but he's also, his role is almost more antagonistic. I don't know why I feel that way. I think it's probably because he's there so much for comedic effect. Some of the other P 
people on the list that I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that person is an antagonist or a villain. And I hadn't really considered Mordu from Brave. Like, Mordu mm-hmm. didn't, didn't have a choice. And that kind of made me double, double back and think, well, what about the villains that we have? Like, we know some of their backstory. Um, and some of their backstory has been developed after the fact um, through kind of side movies or sequels. Or video games. Or video games. But, like, Mordu was cursed and didn't have a choice. So is he an antagonist or a villain? And I would say antagonist. Yeah, I'd agree. Same with Lady Tremaine. Like, Lady Tremaine is terrible. She's a terrible, terrible woman. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure she does anything to further the plot. She's more of just this background. Yeah. She's really an obstacle to Cinderella because... She's yeah. she's like the hindrance of Cinderella because Cinderella wants to go to the ball and Lady Tremaine's like, you can do all of this bullshit, then you can yeah. go to the ball. And then even then, she was like, mm, I still don't think so. And like all the sisters like started fucking ripping their shit. Mm-hmm. Bad, 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 bad. Sykes, Sykes, I would consider a villain, but he has such a minor role in Oliver and Company. Yeah. Like, his scream time is so minimal. So he's kind of treated like more of an antagonist. But his name keeps coming up throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Yu, like, I would consider him an antagonist because that mm. it's because it's war. I think that's kind of, for me, that puts it in a different different place for me. Yeah. I was about to make a comparison to, to Hitler, and, well, that, that doesn't work. But, uh, well, let's not go. But, let's not go Hitler. Let's go uh, Ares and Wonder Woman. Yeah, because it's kind of the same thing. Because it's war. Or let's not even go Ares. Mm. Let's go. Uh, what is it? The the guy. I forget the guy's name. And uh, Doctor Poison. They're kind of the same uh-huh. way. They're not really villainous. Oh, yeah. They're just you know trying to fight for their side. I guess. Yeah, and so for for Sean Yu, like <clears throat> he does further the plot. Let's go back to the definition. Character whose evil actions or motives are important to the plot. I would consider him a villain just because he's the reason the war even started. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's actively trying you know to get I mean. to the Emperor's throat, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he, he And he might not be Mulan's like main villain until the end. You know, She's just trying to fight in said war and stuff like that. But like the Emperor's villain, that's, I'd feel, I feel like that's Sean uh, Yu. And then we've got Prince Little John from Robin Hood. Oh my god. Prince Little John and the East Side Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh my god. (laughs) Mother Gothel, straight up villain. Clayton. I would say Clayton's a villain. Based off of the definitions or I don't I don't know. That that one could go either way for me. I think what it might be is that I feel like Tarzan is substantial enough of a of a plot line to deserve a villain like Clayton has a bad enough impact I don't know is is anti enough I I think Clayton becomes an antagonist because he becomes an obstacle to Tarz well he's a little bit of both he's a little bit of both honestly because he's actively trying to harm he's actively trying to maliciously hurt Tarzan's family Mm -hmm. in the beginning he's an antagonist because he doesn't like Tarzan he's He's mm-hmm. kind of counter to Jane and Professor Porter's goal, which is to find the gorillas. And then in the end, he 
he actively becomes a threat to Tarzan's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a good handful of these, like, they start out as antagonists or villains uh-huh. to other people, and then later they become villains. There's an action toward, that... Yeah. There's a shift. Yeah, there's, like, a trigger or something that ends up happening. Like, in, in Tarzan, the literal sense of a trigger, he shoots Kerchak, and that's when Tarzan's like, okay, now I have to end you. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, now you gotta get home by and these lines. <laughs> Yeah, and and he ends up trapping them, too. And that's when he becomes the villain. And uh, kind of, I guess, kind of the same thing as um, Dr. Facilier mm-hmm. in um, Princess and the Frog. Uh, he's not really a villain or anything until he gets in uh, Tiana. Yes. Uh-huh. Until, she, until he gets in her way, even then it's still kind of iffy mm-hmm. in that sense. Just because, like, he's he's really only like an obstacle in that sense you know Mm -hmm. another similarity i've like after looking at this list i'm kind of starting to notice and i'm not sure that this plays true in other genres and in non-disney movies in particular all of these villains not all a lot of these villains and antagonists have this kind of obsessive insanity they could be very, very smart, but they've created this blind spot because they're so utterly obsessed with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get they get a, a, a tunnel vision. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Cruella, it's she absolutely she does not need these puppies. She can get some other fur coat, but she's completely obsessed. Mm-hmm. And with Scar, he wants the throne. He's willing to do anything, including to he, kill all of. He his gets family. the throne. Like Scar uh-huh. succeeded, and then he yeah, ran he it into it. the ground. That so Scar's an interesting one. Scar wanted the throne, but he didn't. I don't think him running it into the ground was his intent. I think he just didn't have the skill set for it. He didn't know yeah. what to yeah. do with it once he caught the bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wanted it, but he didn't really know. He hadn't planned ahead from there. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was just like I got it. So I don't. Yeah, I don't what? think that was part of his plan. I think he just one of the throne and was willing to do whatever it took but didn't see the bigger picture thinking of scar the um song from hamilton what uh what comes next totally comes to mind <laughs> yes absolutely sorry i had to get that in yeah there. i was gonna go into lotso but it's it's just the same thing that mm-hmm. all of these characters have something in their past mm-hmm. that's yeah. driving them or have are looking forward to something in the future that they've just obsessed over and obsessed over and obsessed over and yeah was scar ever easter egged into aladdin by chance by the way i don't think i ever saw him i know he was in hercules the beast was in aladdin the beast was in aladdin okay i was just curious because uh scar and jafar actually kind of have the same like plot line but like different things end Uh up throwing off their groove at the end (laughs) anyway um because jafar his mistake was that he i mean he got really power hungry and then he and he also didn't kill aladdin Mm -hmm. um so if he had just killed him then he would have been totally set because he also had the throne and then it got taken away um and then scar i mean scar drove it into the ground and then they found simba Mm -hmm. so he also didn't kill simba see no, just gotta no. kill him. Scar failed because he didn't follow the comic book rule. He didn't see a body. Eh. The same thing that happened with the Huntsman and Cinderella. Not 
Cinderella. The Huntsman in no, Snow that's White. Jafar. Yeah, Jafar, because he's Jafar. like, I'm going to send you to the end of the earth, and hopefully well, you're dead. <laughs> oh, right, because uh, because Scar sent the hyenas to go kill him, mm-hmm. right? And okay, gotcha. Hades, uh, Hades with Pain and Panic. They were like, we took care mm-hmm. of him. Yep. What about y'all's, what are your favorite villains? I don't... I don't necessarily have favorites, but I was looking through the list and I was looking through some of them that just kind of jumped out at me. Jafar and Iago are at the top of the list, mainly because they were at like the top of the list. Uh, Tori made. Because <laughs> we did, because I did this in alphabetical order. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jafar and Iago, like that pairing, because they're really sassy and it's like fucking hilarious to listen to. Um, we made I got a drinking Rourke game and Helga. They did. They did. <laughs> um, Rourke and Helga. Uh, because they were a really good pairing. They were a really good team until he betrayed her. From Atlantis? Yeah, from Atlantis. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, might be. I should probably like announce where these are from. So Jafar and Iago are from Aladdin. Um... <laughs> well, nobody, not a lot of people have By seen By the it. way, this is Disney Versus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> also, in hey, case, welcome. Uh... In case you're confused. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> people, people may yeah. not know the names like from Atlantis. People know yeah. who yeah. Jafar and Iago are. Yeah. But uh, Shan Yu and the Huns, um, honestly, and like I, I wrote them down because honestly they probably should have won, uh, just because of uh, Shan Yu's um, experience and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Super in like warfare and stuff. Yeah. Like unless he got like super tunnel vision at the end, which I'm assuming like that's what ended up happening. He was thinking big picture until literally the emperor got taken, and then he was like, "I'm gonna kill you," you know. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was probably his downfall. But honestly, mm-hmm. they probably should have won. And then <laughs> Prince Little John and Hiss, just because they're funny and they're super inept. <laughs> like, like, they're just, like, I don't even know why they exist, but I think they're hilarious. Yo, um, King Richard shows up at the end of the movie and shuts all that shit down. Mm-hmm. Yo, King Richard <laughs> was like, nah, dog, you done. <laughs> Donezo. And you're done, yeah. <laughs> um, Yzma and Krunk, because, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> Because they're just a really good pairing. It's the pairing of, like, the really smart one with the really dumb one, but the dumb one can cook. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, it's just, like, they're there for, like, really nice comedy, but, like, they're not super inept because they, because, like, Yzma kind of, like, knows what she's doing, in a sense, or at least, like, when she plays it by ear, she can do it really well. And uh, also their last fourth wall break, whenever they all finally get back to... um, not the castle like Yzma's little science room yeah like whenever they all get whenever they all get back to her lab or whatever after like the big chase scene Cusco's wondering like how they beat them there and they're both like I don't know and they like pull down a map and they're like honestly it doesn't even make any sense I have no idea that's literally (laughs) one of my favorite parts and I'm just like yes so that's the most self-aware Disney moments ever yeah (laughs) um Dr. Facilier and his demons because they're super colorful um Turbo from Wreck-It Ralph because that plot twist was like super fantastic. That was yes. a really good one. Yeah, it was super good and it didn't like come out of nowhere. Like it came out of nowhere, but it was okay. Mainly because they kept mentioning Turbo throughout the movie uh-huh. kind of thing. And it was like subtle, but not super subtle, you know, like yeah, you could recall everything. Mm. So that was just, mm, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he got away with doing that for so long, like good on him. <laughs> He's super smart. No one can see my hand motions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote down um, Silver and his pirates, mainly probably be- just because I really like that movie, uh, Treasure Planet. Because mm-hmm. uh, I really like that movie and the fact that 
like Silver's the only one, like he's one of the only ones that ends up surviving in the end because he also turns to like the good side, I guess, because he's such a father figure and he's like, oh, I have a soft spot, I guess. I'm going to fight back <laughs> against really that cool. one. I don't think Silver's a villain. I think he's an antagonist yeah. turned anti-hero. Oh, anti-hero is a good term. Yeah, definitely. And then John the one that I need to bring Silver. up because I fucking hate him, Hans uh, from Frozen. I didn't uh, think we were going to get to mention Hans. I thought we were just going to kindly just kind of skirt him <laughs> under the rug. Uh-uh. No, no, because... Fucking villain. Yeah, because, okay, so Wreck-It Ralph did it right and Frozen did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Frozen definitely did it wrong. Frozen like, what? fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because for Frozen, you have to go back and rewatch the whole fucking movie to actually kind of get that he's only talking about her um, her husband because he just wants to rule the empire because he's like the 12th son or something. I think it's ninth, but whatever. It's 12. Because he's the last one, so he's not going to get an empire to rule. And so he's like, I really want that. And like, you have to go back and like rewatch that shit. At least put some lime green in his eyeballs or something. Kind of like tangled. Let him know. You could kind of... Right, like just, green. I'm just egging it's not you hard. on at this part. I'm egging you on at this point. Frozen rant part two. Yeah, right. No, because like, because Tangled did it. Because Tangled did it better too. Like, sure, you had to kind of rewatch it to like get all the subtle stuff, but they put fucking lime green everywhere. So it's like, yes, Mother Gothel is yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, she is the evil one. Okay, we get it. You know, like she's the one that stole the baby. But fucking Frozen, no, just didn't fucking know how to do anything. The end. She's the one that stole the baby. I'm so heated. I laughed that whole time Heather was ranting, by the way. <laughs> Let him know, Heather. He wanted me to talk more, so I wrote down Hans. Take him to church. <laughs> wow, people in Disney in the back, it was bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Tori, oh, what do you have to add on yeah. to this? I have, I actually made a top five and I have a lot of honorable mentions that I'm going to mention honorably in shorts. I have down Gaston. Are you starting top to bottom or bottom to top? Uh, these I'm just reading for now. Gotcha. Jumbled. Gaston's kind of the same as Clayton. He's, he gets focused on, he's, he's fine at the beginning. He's just kind of a jerk at the beginning and then he gets focused on, bell and then when bell talks about the beast he's like oh i'm gonna go kill this beast because fuck beasts yeah syndrome because syndrome's such a fanboy Uh who gets his feelings hurt and it this is what happens when you let fanboys fester about meeting your heroes yeah right (laughs) one that you guys probably weren't gonna talk about is uh mr waternoose from monsters inc no because he's kind of a he's kind of a corporate villain Mm -hmm. because he's he's kind of the mastermind of the whole thing like the whole kidnapping children which is kind of dark kind of it's like i want to kidnap children it's kind of dark if since they're supposed to be toxic (laughs) kind of yeah kind of reminds me of pinocchio when they want to take him to pleasure island yes (laughs) i remember i remember how freaked out i was when i rewatched Pinocchio for this. I was just like, whoa, I feel yeah. not clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I and, got to re-listen to that whole discussion and I was like, oh, sorry, continue touring. Uh, and we watch, uh, since it's Halloween, we have Monsters, Inc. on at work a lot. And oh, okay. the part at the end where uh, 
booze beating the shit out of Randall. <laughs> and <laughs> Sully grabs him by the throat and just like starts you go, girl. just starts twisting yeah. him and he's kind of writhing there. I'm like, yo, how long has Sully yeah. been waiting to do that to Randall? Like the entire time they've been working together. Right. And it's it's just and apparently in college. college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and when you bring college into it, yeah, they were probably at each other's throats. Like Sully's like, I would want, I want to crush you so hard right now, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Wait, they weren't in college together after the movie, because remember at the end of the oh, movie, true. they go to work for Monsters yeah. Incorporated. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, talked about Frollo in the episode. We talked a lot about Frollo, how fucking manipulative he is to Quasimodo. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about Oogie Boogie talked about ursula talked about jafar two that people probably don't talk about the horn king from the black cauldron because he's so fucking dark like he's a dark villain Uh he has you know all the power and everything and it's kind of like i kind of don't want to say he's kind of like voldemort voldemort has all the power and everything and he just gets stopped by like you know someone who's all about light and stuff and he's voiced by john hurt who was ollivander and Harry Potter. That's probably what made me no, think Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, Hopper from A Bug's Life. Oh, Hopper's totally a villain. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he has his yeah. he has his, his grasshopper horde. Hate him. And he has his <laughs> crazy... He has his Minions. dumb brother and then his crazy kind of, like, his his enforcer who's, who's Attack. crazy and wants to squish the It's queen. the animalistic one. Yeah. yeah. The one that's, like, rabid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's kind of like uh, Animal from the Muppets, except insane. Yeah, except like practically foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then with my top five, which I'm finally getting to, I looked at these based on how sinister and successful the villains were and like how capable they were. Successful, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, all of these villains fail. So that's what I mean by yeah. as far as successful, like how capable they were, I mean. And, you mm-hmm. know, doing what they were doing. I think I know who Tori's top is. Yeah. Well, well duh. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to this podcast, you know who my number one is. Uh, Maleficent <laughs> is my number five because she was, she had everything going for her. And then she just got stopped by fairies and a trick sword. And because she started monologuing. <laughs> yeah. And mostly you because. You got me monologuing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And because she, they paid her so much respect, so Maleficent, you know, is someone that's not to be messed with. Yep. Number four, King Candy slash Turbo, like mm-hmm. Heather said. Yeah. That twist, and I was thinking about how long <clears throat> they were, uh, how long he had his subjects brainwashed and everything, and then the mm-hmm. reveal that you know it was Turbo was fucking brilliant. Squishy. Because. Mm-hmm. Because he was even one of the ones that was like, you're not going turbo, are you? Uh-huh. It's like, bruh. To kind of throw the stink turbo. off of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. <laughs> Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog, mm. because he's mm. so charismatic. And I love Keith David's voice. And he kind of had everything under control. But like Maleficent, he suffers from having shitty minions and by minions, mm-hmm. I mean uh, Lawrence, who let the prince get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he has his friends on the other side who were, you know, doing doing what they were supposed to until Mama Odie destroyed all his friends from the other side. And he had to go to voodoo, the, the voodoo gods for more power. He kind of oversold mm-hmm. his hand. Uh, number two, Scar, because like I said, he won until 
you know, everything went to shit. I'm pretty sure if everything hadn't gone to shit, Scar would have been fine. Because mm-hmm. Nala wouldn't have went to find Simba because yeah. shit would have been good. And Simba mm-hmm. wouldn't have had to come back anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. And number one is Shan Yu. Not to overplay my uh, what we're going to talk about when we talk about Mulan. Shan Yu, he has good minions. He's respectful of the hero. And we were talking about distractions when the villain's about to win. He's always focused on an obstacle. He's going after the Emperor. And then he goes after Shang. Because Shang is the problem now. And when Mulan, he finds out Mulan is actually the problem, he goes after Mulan. Because he realizes, hey, you're the one that killed most of my men. You are my big issue. You are the one that's ultimately mm-hmm. going to stop me from getting the Emperor. Because yeah. Shang's not any... He's not shit right now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and yeah. if it wasn't for Mulan, Shan Yu was going to win if Mulan hadn't stopped him. Because he had the element of surprise when uh, his men were hiding in that little dragon going up to the Emperor. And yeah. then Mulan, nobody would listen to Mulan. Shan mm-hmm. Yu should have won. Like Heather said, his, he has his, his experience. Personally, I think he's the best. I think he's the best villain. He's definitely the most capable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got through the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say he's the most capable. I'm going to re- rephrase or whatever. He's very capable, and he also had very capable companions. Yes. So he mm-hmm. had a lot of things going for him. And then he got blown up in a very colorful way. <laughs> His minions kind of remind me of Thanos and the Black Order. Because mm-hmm. Sean Yu is Thanos, and he has his five specialists that are also super capable. They're expert trackers, they're expert marksmen, they're expert warriors that, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Yu respects and he rolls they roll with him. And I mean they survived a yeah. fucking avalanche, so they have to have some kind of credentials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't before, they can write on their resume, survived a fucking avalanche. Hire <laughs> me. Yeah. Actually no. I'm hired. <laughs> Give me my paycheck. I'll start right now. I'll start Monday. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, this is my favorite part. What's your favorite villain song? Ooh. Ooh. What's your favorite villain song? <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. I have a ranking. Ooh. Go that. Do that. I don't have a ranking. I, have so a, I actually have a ranking for this one, not for the other one. That's fine. Okay, so I have three runners up and then a top four. So my three runners up, mine from Pocahontas by Governor Ratliff. Mm. Super solid song. It's pretty solid. Kind of an underdog. Yeah. He's annoying, but the song was good. The it's song really is really underrated. good, right? Yeah. 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 Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. Is that a villain from... song? Or is it yes. just about her? It's just it's a song about, about her, her, but I'm counting it. Okay. It's in... Cause it's about it's... her and it's a villain. Because she's, she's not villain. singing it. That's my thing. It's mm. true, but it's also, it's smart. Gaston's song about himself. So Gaston. So the song Gaston, I think, is a great villain song. But it's not truly evil. It's just entitled and self-absorbed. And then, like, the reprise of that, he starts talking about villainous acts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of, like, being under the radar, being able to, like, manipulate people. Manipulate, yeah. Do this, that, and the other, you know. Saying that Gaston's song isn't, isn't, it's not villainous. It's just self self absorbed. That's Gaston's character in a nutshell. He doesn't really get yeah. villainous until the mob song 
in uh, the end when he's trying to kill the beast. Convince everybody else. Kill yeah. the beast. Yeah. Kill the beast. Okay, so top four. Uh, number four, Mother Knows Best by mm. Mother Gothel. I remember when I heard that song, I was like, oh, that's a good song. Yep. Hellfire. Which one's that one from? I, I very seriously considered putting this one first. Hellfire is from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Frollo from Hunchback of from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Cool. Um, it's probably the most evil scene in Disney ever. Mm-hmm. It's I the think. darkest. He's oh, absolutely. standing on on top of Notre Dame, and the city is on fire beneath him, and he's singing about how this hellfire is going to eat these people alive for their sins. Um, yep. Which aren't really sins. Yep. <laughs> I love that song. It's beautifully performed. Poor Unfortunate Souls by Ursula <laughs> and The Little Mermaid. And then Be Prepared mm-hmm. in The Lion King. It's so great. Love it. And I think... Be I love the song Be Prepared. I think what puts it as number one is there's that whole dialogue scene. Yeah, there's there's a back and forth. It's really, there's this really cool. whole, uh-huh. and I have it met, like, I love that part. So I think that's what puts it into number one for me. Yeah, I think that's the closest Scar gets to monologuing. Yeah. Probably. Scar's downfall isn't monologuing. It's that he didn't properly kill Simba. And yeah. It's usually monologuing is when they lay out the master plan, but Scar monologues through song to his minions. So he kind of gets that Hamarsha out of the way. Good word. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting to use it. (laughs) 20 some odd episodes later. I have to keep some tricks. I agree with that. uh, Your top four. Ranking. I I agree with it. Okay. Don't ask me for a list because I did not make one for a soundtrack. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I used to have all of the Disney... CDs. Do you remember what they looked like with the Mickey on the front? And they were all different mm. colors. Yeah, like the greatest like kind hits of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I and they all they all had like twenty or twenty five songs on them. And I gave them away to my goddaughter's, not my goddaughter's, to my godmother's daughter. And now I want them back. <laughs> Neva, if you're listening, I want them back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I um take that gift away? Thanks. <laughs> it wasn't a gift. It was just a like. These are things I don't need anymore. Actually, I have a playlist on Spotify for all my Disney music. It's fine. It's fine. Grace, I I agree with you with your top four and then your three honorable mentions. I just have to add two. Friends on the Other Side. That's from... From uh, Princess Princess and the Frog. Frog? Princess and the Frog. Okay. Because uh, because of Keith David's voice and the, uh, the bass line. The bum 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 at the mm-hmm. end, and his whole his whole the whole interplay that like the dialogue that he has in there. The, oh, uh, I have one more to add. That's an echo we have here in New Orleans. Just a little parlor trick. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought, like I've heard that the first time. I thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I have to add just for its instrumentation is uh, the Oogie Boogie song. That's what I was just gonna mention. Is, yeah. Oh, I forgot it's the Oogie so Boogie great. song. Yep, it's so great. You had talked about the back and forth and stuff, and I was like, that mm-hmm. one, like Oogie Boogie. <laughs> yes, that's very good. I don't think anybody else has songs. I think we really just named them all. No. Does Jafar have a song? Jafar Except has a song. Jafar's like a, I think we just named ten songs. 
but Jaf- Jafar's yeah. is number 10. Like, nobody else has a, a villain song, really. Yeah. The Queen of Hearts has a song, doesn't she? I don't think so. Yeah. No? I, oh. I don't remember Alice in Wonderland that well. <laughs> it's know, so right? all over the place, it's just yeah. like, what? <laughs> Hades doesn't really, like, Hercules is a musical, but I don't think Hades really has a song. He doesn't. Yeah. Captain no. Hook has a song. I don't remember it. Little John has a song. Hades, I meant to say this earlier, Hades kind of reminds me of Loki from Thor. Mm. Uh He's kind of just super jealous and wheels and deals his way through everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's really it. He loosely reminds me of Loki. Yeah. Who has the best henchman? Sean Yu. Sean Yu, I think, has the most capable... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the evil toys from Toy Story Three. Good point. Yeah. Like that's a good ensemble. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lock, Shock, and Barrel are very. <laughs> yeah. I I think they're more like they get more screen time than most henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do it. Let's draw straws. I would say yeah. uh, I like they Lock, Shock, and Barrel. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. I think they're the I'm only henchmen like, who get their own song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Lock, Shock, and Barrel because they play both sides. Like, they're afraid of Jack, and they respect Jack, but they love Oogie Uh Boogie. Yeah. That's just very kid-like to me, which is, I mean, they're they're children, like, duh. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, I don't know, it's a whole, like, I guess, respect for elders thing that some parents try to, like, beat into their kids or something, and then also, like... So that's like a respect thing, and also they're kind of scared of him. But like, I think Jack I is. I, their... I can see. I can see why they why they can teeter totter like that. Yeah, I think Jack is their elder, but Oogie is their hero. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I see that. I'd like to throw a vote in for Flotsam and Jetsam. I was thinking about Flotsam mm-hmm. and Jetsam because they're the most. I meant to say this when we talked about the Little Mermaid, but I decided to save it for this. They're the most like Ursula. Like, they're manipulative, too. Oh, yeah. They're just as manipulative mm-hmm. because they get Ariel on the hook and then, you know, reels her in for Ursula. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who do you think are the least functional henchmen? Um, there's Pain and Panic. <laughs> Pain and Panic. <laughs> Horace like... and Jasper are pretty yeah. useless. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick up for Pain and Panic for a second. Mm-hmm. They almost had the job done. Almost. If it wasn't yeah. for Hercules' adopted parents showing up, they would have had the job done. And then they compounded well, think, their mistake I'm, by mm-hmm. lying about it. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of their relationship like with each other and then also with Hades. They're super terrified of Hades, obviously. But even their relationship together, they like kind of bicker back and forth. And then they're like, if, if he finds out, you know, and then it's uh-huh. like, ooh, you know, and then they kind of egg each other on to go against, you know, the person that they're supposed to be with. It's their relationship with each other and then also their relationship with Hades that, like, they're mm-hmm. terrified of, but they're just like, mm, but maybe we can get away with it. They're like, they're, I feel like they're kind of like children. They're kind of like <laughs> brothers, they're you kinda know? Like, uh, they're kind of like lock, shock, and barrel, but... Yeah, but two. <laughs> yeah. What are they you supposed know? to be? Are they, like, demons or what? I'm just thinking about it. I think so. They have horns, they have wings, they have Yeah, I think they're demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can, like, transform into anything that they want, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that until now. Like, what are Pain and Panic? Mm-hmm. What other henchmen? Uh, I don't think there's more henchmen. I think. Oh, Maleficent's. Who are the worst? Maleficent's henchmen. Oh yeah, they're, they're all also the worst. I can't say that word. Yeah. They're yeah. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Because <laughs> they were looking for a baby for 16 years, 
and babies don't say babies for 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to count um, single henchmen, not like M-E-N, but like M-A-N, like Hiss. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like Hiss was kind of, feel like Hiss was more capable than fucking, what's his face? Prince John? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he would just get, like, upset and then start sucking his thumb, and then Hiss was just like, I'm gonna go hypnotize some people. I'll catch you later. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, there's somebody else like Hiss that the main villain is just the worst, and the henchman is really the one doing all the work. Um, um I know in, oh my goodness, what is the movie? Jungle Book? Are they really working for Shere Khan, though? I, I don't know. I feel like in the, I mean, in the live action one, they're definitely not. Do you mean Ka? Is Ka? Yeah. Is Ka? Is Ka working with Shere Khan? I think Ka is. Or is he just kind of doing his own thing? I think I, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, I think oh. Ka is just like an independent threat, like King Louis. King yeah. Louis isn't yeah. working with Shere Khan. I mean, oh, but I think another example of the henchman woman is uh hinge person. more capable hinge person yeah is more capable than the original villain is in meet the robinsons with doris good point because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goob is like the face of the operation but doris is absolutely the brains <laughs> yes. she's the brains yeah. in the execution mm-hmm. it's a good point good poll mm-hmm. before we go on i also want to mention uh mirage as a uh-huh. good hench woman because she's mm-hmm. yeah. she's you know uh she syndromes doesn't... number two and she's the one that does all the scouting and everything uh-huh. for the supers yeah and i wish we would find out what her power is like i hope i know elizabeth pena the uh the voice actress died last year i think but I Aww. hope yeah. Mirage is in The Incredibles 2 because I want to know what her actual power is. Yeah. Does she? Does she have to have a power? Because she says in the message to Mr. Incredible, uh, we're, I'm just like you. According to the government, neither of us exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So she, supposedly hmm. she has a power. Hmm. I wonder if she means her like herself or if she means the operation that she's working for i think it's her because she's trying to get she's she's trying to play to mr incredibles Mm -hmm. wanting to be a hero again by empathizing that i know how it feels yeah or maybe she's not a hero she's a supervillain that the government also swept under the rug yeah i also think she's just she's just being super vague I honestly think it could kind of be a combination of all of the above, <laughs> you yeah. know, because the operation that they were running, they, I mean, the government obviously didn't know about it. And then she could also be a super, but we're not 100% sure. Like really the only, the only thing, the only um, inkling of proof that we got for that was on the screen when he like twisted it around and like her face kind of did stuff, but we don't know if that's technology or her. So. I think that's uh-huh. technology. Yeah. But so, shout out to Mirage. Just some thoughts. Okay, so who are our most disappointing villains? Aside from Hans? I think Hans, yeah, Hans is up there. Like, who? <laughs> and also, who fails? Like, who, who just totally 
screws it up. Just whiffs. Um, who is it? Miss Pym? The one in Sword in the Stone? Madame Mim. Mim. Oh, so close. Madame Mim. <laughs> I mean, and she's only there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say Little John and Captain Hook. Oh, yeah. Although I am not convinced that Captain Hook actually wants Peter Pan dead. I think he's just wanting to have an antagonist, and that's what he is saying to kind of get his henchmen on board. But I'm not ever convinced that he actually wants that. Mm-hmm. With him being with him being a pirate, that's the only reason why I, why like I'm kind of convinced. Mainly because Peter Pan like made a fool of him in front of his crew, and so his crew doesn't take him seriously anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only thing I can think of. Two movies that we haven't brought up yet at all. Disappointing villains. Edgar from the Aristocats. Because oh, he has yeah. the he has the, the kittens. Oh, yeah. And he just loses them. Come on, bro. <laughs> you gotta do better. Yeah. Just be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another one who seemingly just didn't have an exit an exit strategy is uh, the Queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> She she you know gets Snow White yeah. to eat the apple by being creepy, as all get out, mm-hmm. and then just doesn't you know she doesn't have you know an escape spell. Come on, uh-huh. it's kind of like Scar. The whole like I'm gonna do the thing, but what comes next? And then yeah. what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you like, get girl, killed by a boulder. A boulder. <laughs> and a boulder That's a falls nice over. boulder. <laughs> that is a nice boulder. Hey, hey that, is that is not, not Disney. Disney. That is hey. not Disney. <laughs> Hey, whoa! You brought up Hamilton earlier, and guess what's not Disney? Not the same. That's Shrek, by the way, in case in case you didn't get it, that's Eddie Murphy playing Donkey. <laughs> and Shrek. Yep. That's a that's a DreamWorks movie. We don't talk about DreamWorks here. What? Except for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about DreamWorks. Excuse you. <laughs> We're not supposed to. What are best worst intentions? What do you mean? By intentions, like what's What's driving them to be villainous? Cruella de Vil. Those are puppies. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's a bad one, because it's like, it's just fucking puppies. Like, go go get something else, slash also don't make fur fucking, like, Right. Yeah. yeah. I you feel know. like that. Yeah. But, like, Scars is, Scars is a pretty good motivation, because he's like, I want to rule, and my brother's in the way. So yeah. I'm going to get rid of him. Like, that's a very, like, standard, like, SVU thing. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> SVU. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like Law and Order Pride Frollo, yeah. <laughs> Frollo because it hits a little too close to home it hits a little too close to why people are so angry right now oh because he's um, lusting after a, a woman well he's I lusting mean, he's after a woman uh, it's a religious conflict and mm-hmm. it's also racist in the fact that he's treating someone different he's treating gotcha. like a diff- all of the gypsies like mm-hmm. an inferior race gotcha. yeah against a race and also and also like i don't know if he's special needs but you know like it's, someone it's, that looks yeah he's classist I mean. there's something there's something to be exterminated because he compares them to spiders earlier uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. okay gotcha yeah i think he's probably the most believably evil mm-hmm. because it's so prominent now. We yeah, because we see so many examples that are in line with the things that he hates. Yeah. Him and uh, on on the other side of the spectrum, Gaston is also relatable. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of <laughs> a lot of people like Gaston. I'm the biggest and the strongest and the most good looking. You mm-hmm. shall be mine. And I'll I drive a down. truck. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> and I'll mow down anyone or anything that gets in my way because you will mm-hmm. be mine. I think those are the worst intents. Mm-hmm. Someone I want to talk about, an autopilot from yeah. Wally. Mm-hmm. Like what, I wanted to put him on my list. What is his <laughs> goal? I'm probably, I think I'm missing it. But what's what his is motive? His, what's his motive? Do he just want to? Is it just playing on the uh, the AI taking over yeah. the world and enslaving well, humanity? I don't even. Thing? I don't even think it's that so much as he is a slave to BNL, and so his entire motive. His, his directive. Objective, his directive. There you go. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm, his directive mm-hmm. is to benefit by and large mm-hmm. and by the humans having autonomy, he loses that power for the company. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of that's that's his motive. Yeah. I think it's mainly his driving yeah. force. Mm-hmm. It's mainly it's mainly to stay in control. He wants to be of use. He, you know, doesn't want to be like subject to humans especially since he sees how like dumb and fat and lazy they're becoming mm-hmm. and then there's kind of there's kind of the three laws of robotics thing is a robot can't harm a human mm-hmm. or through any inaction cause a human to come into harm uh, a robot must follow all orders from humans unless it mm-hmm. conflicts with the first law and then a robot must protect its own existence unless that mm-hmm. comes in conflict with the first and second law. So Otto has to protect human. I think Otto, first and foremost, has to obey the order of the humans and then keep them safe at the same time. So uh-huh. I think he... Well, this is getting way too philosophical. My goodness. No, go for it. <laughs> it's Disney. Do it. <laughs> um, read one Asimov book. Um, but like he has his he has his prime directive from by and large, which is keep humans safe away from Earth. And then, oh man, my brain's about to crash. So I'm going to table this discussion until I can do more research because I'm about to. I don't want to say something wrong, and I don't want my brain to crash right now. Okay. But yeah, gonna cool. put a pin in that, and to be continued on. Otto's purpose and the three laws of robotics. <laughs> Any other villains we want to bring up? I keep thinking of Lilo and Stitch because that's the one that like that like we haven't mentioned at all. But at the same time, they don't really have a villain. It's mainly like it's a bunch of antagonists because yeah, Lilo yeah. is uh, Cobra is kind of an antagonist to Nani and Lilo, mm-hmm. and then Jumba is kind of an antagonist to Stitch, and then there's gantu who is mm-hmm. trying to destroy everybody at the end of the movie so it's kind of a it's pretty hairy yeah yeah i feel like i feel like with the definitions that grace was that grace mentioned earlier um they would te- they would all technically be villains just because they all move along plots whether it be mm-hmm. subplots or like the plot kind of thing which is really interesting because like you don't you don't want to see them as your stereotype of a villain because you keep thinking of like Maleficent or something like mm-hmm. that. But like, I think by that definition, uh-huh. that's what they're technically classified as. But it's like, but what? No, 
I feel like the closest thing to a villain in that would be Gantu because he's actively yeah. trying to um, kill everyone. Destroy? No, he's Probably. actively trying to destroy Stitch, and in yeah. the end, Lilo gets in the way, so he keeps so he Lilo. Her. He's not like trying to keep Lilo away because she's a mm. human. He takes her along too and doesn't give a fuck mm. about anybody else. Yeah, but like I'm, th- I'm saying in like the different perspectives of everyone else. So like with Nani, Bubbles would be. An would be would be the villain because for her plot he's trying to take lilo and she's trying to keep lilo so for her plot he's uh-huh. the villain and then for stitch's plot my goodness the other jumba. the other two yeah jumba. jumba yeah jumba and the one that gets eaten by mosquitoes yeah jumba and pleakley and pleakley yeah like <laughs> they're kind of the villains for stitch because stitch is with lilo and them but at the same time, trying to stay away from them because he knows that they're there. Yeah, Jumba's a, an active threat to Stitch. Okay, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, so that's like that plot, you know. So yeah. it's like, it's the fact that there are like different little plots and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, so technically they're all villains, but to like different people, you I know. You. And then like, uh-huh. yeah, like it's it's really interesting. And I literally just came up with that. Because <laughs> like, I wanted to keep thinking about it. And then and I did. And I'm... Lilo and Stitch, cool movie. And then I know there are a lot of villains that we didn't get to, like all the monsters in moana um yokai from Uh Mm -hmm. uh, big hero six briefly mentioned the queen of hearts uh the prospector from toy story 2 2. Mm -hmm. uh the pterosaurs from the good dinosaur yeah Uh, both villains and the rescuers in the rescuers Mm -hmm. movies yeah the prospector's like a really subtle villain until the end. If yeah. You think, if you think about it, he's sneaky as fuck. I feel like yeah. he's like um, Assistant Mayor Bellwether in Zootopia. Yeah. Because uh-huh. his motives very aren't really behind the scenes. The yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His motives aren't revealed until the end, but he's in the he's in the background the whole time. And he's got some similarities to Turbo in the way that he kind of plays things out and manipulates the plot. Yes. Yep. Yes, and he's mm-hmm. on the protagonist's side until until the he's very dead. end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now that I say that, I don't think Turbo was ever on Ralph's side. He was just like, "I want you out of my world. Here's what I'm gonna do to help yeah. you get out and not spoil my plans." Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Because he he was only concerned with himself. He didn't want to be made. He also didn't want anybody stealing his spotlight because he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. It was all about him. Our upcoming matchups are Nightmare Before Christmas versus 101 Dalmatians and Cinderella versus Mulan. I'm excited. Super excited about both of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I have, Shoot. I have a lot of great stuff for Cinderella versus Mulan. Just, Hell yeah. I'm so, okay. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to get in an argument because I feel like you guys are going to argue with me about a lot of the stuff that I have to say. Ooh, okay. We'll keep it yep, 100. Let's go. Mm-hmm, It'll be great. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Don't tell us about it. Yeah, I don't want any no, prep. No. no, no. no. <laughs> I watched Mulan last night and I was doing, I was taking notes. I did compare Mulan to a certain Marvel hero that I think you guys will okay. like. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I just okay. I just thought of this. One song that we didn't bring up was Shiny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think oh, I'm going uh. to use that as our... our exit music tonight i think we're gonna go oh shiny. so good i'm just gonna listen to that and just kind of strut around the room acting like hey, hey, i hey. thought about 
I thought about putting Moana on while I did chores today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is fun. Definitely. We gotta yeah, do another. We gotta do another another episode like this. Yeah, I like it. You can follow us on most social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses. On Twitter at DisneyVS. I forgot the, the Twitter handle for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we again? <laughs> Where are we on Twitter? Where? <laughs> Uh, somewhere <laughs> please rate review and subscribe to us on itunes give us a five-star review tell us how we're doing uh tell your friends about us on facebook we're almost at a hundred likes slash followers followers I'd, I'd love to Dude, be cool. at a hundred before the end of 2017 that would make my year if we got a hundred yeah. followers you can also find us on google play music and uh mm-hmm. Give us some kind of rating there, I think. And you can give us some... Uh... Potions. That one. Thank you. I've literally been like trying to think of something this whole time. Potions. potions. 12 out of 10 potions. <laughs> 12 and a half. 12 and a half potions. Yeah. I was thinking of, of going uh, six, six evil laughs out of five. I don't know. <laughs> but potions works too. Rate us mm-hmm. all the potions. Yes. Guys, I, I'm looking at our reviews iTunes updated the way that we can see reviews. I actually rated for our podcast for the first time because apparently I hadn't. <laughs> um, Oops. <laughs> we have five stars and someone wrote us a thing. I'm Aww. not sure if this person is someone we know or not. <laughs> um, Hunter5021 said... This is a wonderful podcast for Disney fans. You can tell the creators really care about the subject and put a lot of thought into their discussions. I cannot wait to see the winner in this format of commentary and discussion to expand. That makes me so happy. Thank you. Five stars. Thank you, Hunter5021. Thanks, Hunter. You rock. Shout out to Hunter5021. So do like Hunter did (laughs) and give us a please give us a five star review and leave us a comment. Corey sounds like he's crying. We'd appreciate it. I'm not crying, guys. You're crying. (laughs) I'm crying tears of extreme happiness. (laughs) Dude, that's so cool. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next episode. They love him under me, I'm so shiny. Now I eat you, so prepare your final plea. Just for me, you'll never be quite as shiny. You wish you were nice and shiny.